The word thank you is not enough. I'll just try hard not to get emotional. And again, maybe I should. They say men hold things in, they should let them go. So if I break down and cry here, you'll know why. <laughs> Certainly this kind of tribute is, uh, as we said in our title this morning, good cause for Thanksgiving. This is a very special day for me. I hope it will be a special day for you. 30th anniversary is a matter of time. What is time? For one thing, as you look back 30 years, as I see it at least, the 30 years have just sort of whizzed by. Look ahead 30 years. You just have to think that the 30 years from today will be the year 2021. That sounds like way off in the Star Trek age. <laughs> in my generation, the Buck Rogers age. Time does strange things to us. Time is basically an opportunity to achieve, to do something. Mine has been the opportunity to work with thousands of people, helping people to discover the power within them. Heard this end that I think I've given, in New York at least, nearly 2,000 Sunday meetings. 2,000. You imagine when I started off many years ago, looking at you've got, you got 2,000 talks to give. <laughs> <laughs> this has been supplemented by thousands of lectures, workshops, seminars, retreats more than 10,000 radio talks. The beautiful part of this all is that early along in my life, I caught a secret. There's an endless flow of creativity within you. Anytime you run dry, when you think you're running dry, you're looking for excuses. You redouble your effort and go back to work. During the years that I've been involved in doing radio talks, especially. One time I was doing radio talks seven days a week here in New York City and a nationwide coast-to-coast broadcast over CBS five days a week, entirely different talks. You create all these every, every day in addition to Sundays and Tuesday lectures and other things along the way. But the beautiful part of it was the realization that there's an endless flow of creativity within. I can honestly say that for most of the years, I was not thinking about how much I was doing, how much I was creating. I was too much involved in giving. Iran says on teachers in his beautiful book, The Prophet, no man can reveal to you aught but that which is already asleep in the dawning of your knowledge. If the teacher is wise, he does not bid you enter the house of his wisdom. He leads you to the threshold of your own mind. My goal as a teacher has always been very clear to me. I have no desire to be a fuel pipe for you. I want to be a spark plug. I never had the feeling that I was filling people's minds with a lot of treatments and ideas and affirmations, which have very easily become cliches. 
My goal is to help every person to find his own pattern, to know their own uniqueness, to hear their own music, to sense their own rhythms, as Thoreau says, to march to the beat of their own drummer. This has been a goal, almost a compulsion with me. Today I celebrate the 30th anniversary in New York City. What are you celebrating? I love that thought of Longfellow, the secret anniversaries of the heart. We all have anniversaries if we take time to remember them. A commitment of some kind that you made sometime in your life. You began or ended a relationship, you launched a career on a new venture, or perhaps just a date last year when you began to live the first day of the rest of your life. These are anniversaries, they're very meaningful to us. As we look for reasons for Thanksgiving today, we can look back and see these anniversaries and be blessed by them. When you live in the awareness of wholeness, every day is a time to celebrate the secret anniversary of the heart. Here you came into truth, steps of growth along the way, overcoming that you've made. Challenge yourself today to so live that a year from today will be an anniversary of some peak experience. It's a good golden rule for any day. I will so live this day that a year from today I'll be celebrating some peak experience. Certainly no one has achieved anything without great support of countless people. There's a long line of people that I've worked with and who worked with me here in New York City. We don't make much of our organization. We keep it all behind the scenes. We try to keep it impersonal. We don't want to have a institutionalism or bureaucracy sticking out all over. We're concerned basically with the truth that we all work with and grow in. But I can acknowledge now the many, many people who have served with me as trustees of the Unity Center here. Up through the current group of trustees, like a name, John Pappas, Nazareth Margarian, who you've heard today, Betty Galrad, Dr. Joseph Casalena, Lloyd Foster. I have to add, because she's a trustee also, my lovely wife, Olga, who's made all the difference in my life. I can just acknowledge a faithful assistant, Justin Morley, staff worker, Christopher M. Weber, and the host of volunteer workers who are serving now and have served through the years. Some of you see here as ushers on Sunday and working at the book table and at the center. Marvelous people. Certainly it would be impossible to do the things that I've done without the many helping hands. I call them the hands of the universe reaching out in support. It's a beautiful thing. Today we celebrate Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, of course, is next Thursday, but we celebrate on a Sunday to give us time to reflect upon it and get our thoughts sort, st sorted out. So by Thursday we can have a real rollicking, old-fashioned Thanksgiving. Before we enter the Thanksgiving Day consciousness, I want to challenge ourselves with some important things. Why do we give thanks? 
Why do we give thanks? Does God demand that we thank him? Will his feelings be hurt if we don't thank him? I say, even though it's shocking, but I'm, many, many of you know me by now, I'm used to shocking people. It makes no difference to God whether you give thanks to him or not. It makes no difference to God whether you have thanksgiving or not. It makes no difference to God whether you bow your head in prayer, get involved in religious things or not. But it makes all the difference to you. See, we put the emphasis in the wrong place. We thought of it as a duty to God, as something we have to do because God demands it. And many of us in the background will say, God will punish us if we don't. That's what I got from the wrong side. It's important that we give thanks because giving thanks is the way of giving way to the reality within us. There's no way that we can be what we can be without giving thanks. Usually Thanksgiving relates to the things to give thanks for. I'm sure you know many people who are saying, how can I give thanks this year with the economy as it is, the insecurity in my job, layoffs or fear of layoffs? What do I have to give thanks for? This always reminds me of the classic cartoon from years ago. It shows Mr. President holding up a Thanksgiving proclamation that he's just made. Mrs. President is by his side, and she's saying, but dear, do you think we can enforce it this year? Sadly, there are many people who think that we can enforce it. But Thanksgiving means so much more than just giving thanks for things we have. It's nice if we have them. Surely we could think of the things we have and ask ourselves how sincerely and earnestly we'd be trying to get them if we didn't have them. Think of all the things that you have that you take for granted. Just supposed to be negative for a minute that they were all swept away. There's nothing left but just you and your friends, your relationship to the universe. Would you feel empty? Just think of how earnestly you'd be thinking, oh, if I just had that job, if I just had my house, I just had my family. I just had, we'd, we'd go through all the things that were routine, everyday things that we take for granted. It'd be high on our list of desires if we didn't have them. Giving a new meaning to Thanksgiving. We were the other night, the afternoon, at our favorite little bistro, it's a French bistro in our city. We go there because they have good pastries and good coffee and a good atmosphere. It sort of makes you feel you're in Europe. The waiters are all French, and a lot of French people gather there, and you have your language sometimes where the only one speaking English. One young man who is Belgian is a waiter. We've talked to him a great deal, and he has great desires for life. He, he's full of energy, and he suddenly says, I'm bursting with energy. I feel like I want to do something in life. He doesn't know what to do, where to go, but he's, he's, he's trying, he's, he's reaching. The other day we were there and we asked him, what are you going to do for Thanksgiving? He knew he was away from home and perhaps he'd feel lonely and would need to be with people. Well, he said, I'm going to New York. Are you going to the parade? No, 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 no. I'm joining a committee to feed the hungry. 
this young man away from home could have felt sorry for himself, could have indulged himself in some way, but he's caught a new meaning of thanksgiving, the giving of thanksgiving. It's a very important realization. Sometimes we're so busy thinking in terms of what we've got and what we didn't, don't have and what we'd like to have to give thanks for, we overcome one of the greatest privileges we have is the privilege of giving ourselves. When we think about Thanksgiving, we think about what we have to give thanks for. And there's an old count, count your blessings idea. You remember the song, count your many blessings, count them over one by one. We've all been through that, I'm sure. The idea is find, find a practice. By all means, go through the splendid routine of giving, giving thanks for things. But there's something more. When you count your blessings, to mention a realization that's come to me recently, count to one before you count to anything else. Count to one. Count to the one. The universe, the wholeness, divine mind, God, the divine self, the creative flow. Count to one. We need to go no farther than that. But the key to thanksgiving is basically not giving thanks for something. We do that. And sometimes we don't think we have too much to give thanks for. It's giving thanks from something. There's a giving way, a giving thanks from the center of your being. Creative love, intelligence, helpfulness. Giving thanks from this. No matter how little you have to give thanks for, you always have a reality to give thanks from. That's where I'd like to suggest you place your center of your attention during this Thanksgiving this year. Decide that you're going to turn your thoughts away from the routine of going through all the things of your life that you have that you're grateful for. It's fine to do that, but don't stop there. Take time on this Thanksgiving day to be still. Give thanks for the universe in which you live. The activity of God that has seen fit to create itself as you, to sustain you, to bless you, to always be with you as your support, your security, your love, your success potential, your health. Give thanks from this consciousness. George Bernard Shaw once said, God has given us a world that nothing but our folly keeps from being paradise. Nothing but our folly keeps from being a paradise. Have you ever heard somebody say, it's a terrible world? I like to say, what else is there? You got a better one? Can you let the world go and pick up another one someday? <laughs> Face it, you're in it. I won't say you're stuck with it, but you have the opportunity to be a blessing in it. But it's yours, it's you. The person who counts to one in his quest for something to give thanks for is a person who will always believe and say, it's a wonderful world. It's a wonderful world. It's a wonderful world if I see the wonder, if I project the consciousness of giving 
become a part of the solution to the world's problems instead of being a part of the problem. If I read the news of the day and analyze the things that are going on, instead of saying, oh, that's terrible, that's terrible what's going on, you wouldn't believe it. Count to one. Get the sense of the divine flow within you. What they say about their world doesn't matter, but what about your world? Your world is that which is around you. It's your consciousness. It's your family, your friends, your work, or those parts of your nature that you've imbued yourself in, those things. That's the thing that is the wonderful world. It will always be a wonderful world wherever you are if you give thanks to one. If you get thanks from the consciousness of God, from the divine flow within you, you'll always have enough. A person will say, I have a need for God's help. Friends, I need guidance. If God would just guide me now, or if I could find the person to guide me. It's a great insight into the spirit of thanksgiving. Give thanks. Something I learned very early as a child, being taught by one of my greatest teachers, my mother, I was a great truth student. She would always say the most important way to pray is to give thanks. Certainly giving thanks for all things, as Paul says, giving thanks that there's an abundance in spirit. But giving thanks in a sense of projecting this consciousness. For prayer is a projection. We thought of prayer as reaching out to somebody out there, or praying for something to happen down here, but prayer is a projection of the consciousness within you. As Jefferson says, the contemplation of the thanks of life from the highest point of view. Give thanks. And give thanks as the projection of consciousness by which you pray for anything. You need guidance, I give thanks for guidance. You need a job, I give thanks for a job. You need a good love relationship, I give thanks for the right person in my life. I give thanks for health. Try this simple process. It's the way my mother lived. Just give thanks for things. Don't let yourself bog down and say, well, how can I give thanks for health when I'm sick? You're giving thanks in the sense of projecting a consciousness of wholeness. There's a reality in you which is always whole, even though you may be experiencing illness. There's an allness within your illness. The reality of you that's always in a creative flow, never runs out of ideas, even though you may feel you have writer's block. Or you're bogged down and feel put upon and overworked. There's a reality of you that's always in the flow, always your support. Give thanks for good. Give thanks for harmony and order. Walk into your office or shop and you find a lot of discord and a lot of inharmony. Before you let yourself think, as some of us do humanly, this place is going to get on my nerves. What am I going to do? How can I get along in a place like this? These people are so negative. Before you get into that consciousness, Take time to count to one. I give thanks for divine order here. You'll be projecting that consciousness of order there, turning on the lights, bring a new dimension into the place. You won't change everybody. You may not change the office at all, but you'll change you. You turn from becoming a gloom caster to a light bringer. I always love that character of Joe 
Bitfisk, Al Caps, creature of gloom. Remember Al Caps, the creature with a black demeanor and black robe, and a black cigar and a black hat and a black cloud over his head? Spreading entropy wherever he goes. Hands can't lay, cars don't start, it always rains, everything goes wrong when Joe Bitfisk is there. He's an entrepreneur of darkness. <laughs> and he's good at it. You probably know a few of these yourself. Just the opposite of that is a character of light. The potential of light within you. You always have the potential to turn on the light. In a sense, you have a choice. There's hardly any in between. When you walk into a room or into a committee or into a job or into a home, either you're going to be an instrument of light, you're going to be a cloud of gloom, darkness. Choose you this day whom you will serve. That's the scripture. What do you choose to be? If you count to one, give thanks for the creative flow within you. Let giving thanks be a watchword with you. I give thanks for good. I give thanks for harmony. I give thanks for peace. I give thanks for good relationships with people. I give thanks for success in my job. And you become a light giver. And when another day comes along, such as Thanksgiving Day, it's not a matter of taking time out for a brief day of giving thanks. I mention this often, but I, I have a problem with special days, like Mother's Day or Good Neighbor's Day or Good Relations Day and all these days. It always seems to me to be an opportunity to take one time out, one day of the year, send Mother a greeting card, pick up the phone, give her a call, be connected, as the phone company says. Tell her we love her and go back to 364 days of ignoring her. <laughs> I have a slight something within me that thinks of Thanksgiving in that way. It shouldn't be that way, but sometimes it is. You take one day out of the year, devoted to giving thanks, smile on her face, happy hearts, inviting friends over to show our, our friendship and our thanks for each other and have a prayer of Thanksgiving at the table and carve the turkey and it's beautiful and wonderful. As Bliss Carmen says, paraphrasing the words, they're praising God on Thanksgiving. They'll be all right the next day. It's just a little habit they've acquired. <laughs> so whimsically, I like to say, why don't we have one day of the year we devote to griping and complaining? <laughs> Get it all out of our system. Let the negativity just spew out. It's a terrible world. And then spend 364 days of the year giving thanks. It'll never happen, but it's a good thought. A man that I knew years ago, a delightful fellow, lived in the country in Arizona where there were a lot of hills around and he had a substantial hill in the back of his house. Toward the evening, every day in his retirement years, he climbed to the top of this hill, ostensibly to see the sunset, which was beautiful, and actually to do his, what he called his thank thinking. 
I'm going to have a frank and honest critique of his day. And the critique was in the sense of Aristotle's meaning of criticism, looking for the good. Looking for the good. So we have a critique of the day, looking for the good. Looking for the good in relationships and people and the news of the day. Everything in his life, looking for the good. He'd spend time there just think, thinking about it. We mull over things sometimes in a very negative sense. We feel that we're creatively trying to solve the problems of our lives. Many of them are never going to be solved until we dissolve them. They can only be dissolved in our consciousness. By turning from the negative approach to the positive, from the complaining sense to the praising and thankful sense, I give thanks for this day. I give thanks for all the good that's come to me this day. I give thanks for the opportunity to go into tomorrow. Let my light shine. To be more, to do more. To have more in terms of more opportunities. To give expression to the light that is in me. This man has always been an inspiration to me. For his was a perpetual attitude of gratitude. It was a way of life. A consciousness. You couldn't be in his presence for five minutes without feeling this emanating from him. This was a happy, thankful, grateful person. There were times in his life when he didn't have much to give thanks for. They had sharpened and honed this realization of thank thinking in depression times, in times of lack, in times of sickness, in times of family disputes. He developed an awareness that was a way of life. Make every day a day of celebration by Thanksgiving. Committing yourself to celebrating the affluence of the universe. Celebrating the fact that you're born into it. You're born with great potentiality, great possibilities. Yours is the privilege of giving birth to that. So on Thursday, many of us will be gathering at the table for Thanksgiving. But despite what I've said, I love the day. It's probably the only pure, pure holiday that we have. Christmas has so often been given over to trinkets and responsibilities and pressures of giving. Other days of the year are days of getting emotional about patriotism and so forth. And they said Mother's Day can quite often be a, a day of excuses procrastination. Thanksgiving is a pure holiday. No one is taking advantage of Thanksgiving except maybe the cranberry merchants and the turkey growers. We'll forgive them for that because we need it for our tables, but Thanksgiving is a pure holiday. They devoted to something that goes on within the person. So when you sit at the table this Thanksgiving, when you perhaps lead in or take part in or listen to the grace that is said specially for Thanksgiving. Turn your thoughts within. Go beyond the cursory giving thanks for the things of your life and count to one. Give thanks for the realization that you are, after all, the whole universe in focus as you. That's oneness. The light, the substance, the intelligence, the creativity of the universe flowing forth as you. Center your attention upon that. Give thanks from that consciousness. So instead of saying, I give thanks for all this, 
say, I give thanks from all this. All this in heaven, too, because heaven is the divine potential within you. It's been given to you, replete with health and substance and creativity and all the good that you desire, ever present within you. Count to one. And give thanks. Thank you to join with me for just a moment in a time of celebration. I do this in terms of a visualization. As we said, that having seen and felt the end, you have willed the means to the realization of the end. Having seen and felt the end, let's see and feel always we desire. So close your eyes. Take a few deep breaths. Like my friend in the country, imagine you have a hill back of your house. At the close of the day, see yourself, visualize yourself climbing to the hilltop, sitting there to witness the sunset. For a few moments, reflecting on the beauty as the fiery orb sinks into the horizon. Great patiently as the daylight is swept from the sky, the darkness of night descends, revealing a panorama of twinkling stars. I have a frank and honest critique. Looking for the good. Just look for the good in your day, in your life. Perhaps you even find yourself giving thanks for problems that you've had, mistakes that you've made, that have showed you something better within you, something greater. When you've done something you think is wrong, you know it, because the fact is you know it's wrong. There's evidence that you've grown. So you can give thanks for that. And take a moment in this high top, high hilltop retreat to count to one. As you look out in the stars of night, all around you, the support of the universe. Think of all those stars as individual rays of light coming direct, direct to you. The hands of the universe reaching out to bless you, to enrich your life, fill your life with good. Give thanks from the consciousness that you're a spiritual being. Infinite potentialities within you. No matter where you are along life's way, give thanks for the fact that you always have more in you, more growing to do unfoldment to make and there's no end make the commitment in this feeling of gratitude commitment to go on to keep on give thanks for the truth that has set you free it has opened new vistas of awareness to you helping you to see life as it can be as you center your attention on the one Make a commitment that you become a channel for the light. Bring light and hope and peace and good to your friends, your loved ones, people of your city, the nation, and all the world. Certainly, with this consciousness, this experience of visualization, there's much to be grateful for. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. 
zur Bern.